Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Mia. I'm Samantha. And this is... You Rom Complete Me! We're halfway. This is it. Episode 26, they said it couldn't be done. Who said? We did. We did. And we're here. And here we're here. We have to make merch now. We have to do all the things we promised ourselves. We made a lot of promises. Many, many moons ago. I think we said we could buy our own mic when we hit 26. Oh, boy. But I like, you know, using the library's merch. I know. But imagine if we had two mics. Two mics? Nah. Each with our own mic? I don't want to be... Away from you. You hate sitting you. next to me. Just so close. Okay. No, I don't so want you good. close to me. Okay. I'm over well, it. Here we are. We're here. We're gonna do a little of the usual. We're gonna pepper in some some fun pod facts at the end. Do a little state of the pod, like real podcasts do. I'm so excited. Is that what real podcasts do? Yeah, a lot of them do like the state of the pod and like how the pod sausage gets made, and they like do a little recap. Don't we kind of do that every day? We we let people have an inside <sighs> scoop. We do a fireside I'm chat excited. with the viewers every week. <laughs> do we? Yes, we do. <laughs> That's up for debate. So our 26th film is the oldest film on our list. True. It is. It happened one night, the 1934 hit, starring Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert. Ah, yes. An oldie, which made me anxious, because you know how I feel about the old ones. They make me nervous. They make me feel silly. And did you feel silly after watching this one? No, I liked this one. The ghost of His Girl Friday was nowhere to be found. Perhaps because His Girl Friday is a younger movie than this one. So there wasn't a ghost around. They were just a twinkle in the eye. Mm. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to talk about the film was about, or do you want me to do it? Sure. They were on a bus That's it. That's the pod. (laughs) This movie is about Claudette, who is a rich man's daughter, who has gotten married without her father's permission. I'm just going to stop you. Um, For some reason, when you said rich man, I went straight into Fiddler on the Roof in my head. And I was like, I And then I was just like, no. Anyway, continue. Anyway, rich man's daughter. She marries a hotshot pilot that her dad doesn't want her to marry. So she decides to run away to her husband. She jumps off a boat and swims to shore and runs away. And so, obviously, she doesn't have a lot of money with her. And she ends up getting stuck with Clark Gable, who's a newspaper man. On a bus. Who immediately realizes who she is and says that for a pretty penny, he will get her to her fiancé. In in the meantime, he's like, I'm going to write the best story ever about, you know, poor little rich girl going after her true love. Um, And they fall in love along the way. They fall in love. On a road trip. On On a a road trip. It's a very fun road trip. It is a very fun road trip. Much like Leap Year. This movie is much like Leap Year. I believe I said <laughs> this movie ran so Leap Year could stumble. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Um, so it was a great film. But, Samantha, jumping right in, is it a rom-com? Yeah, I think yeah. it's the very first rom-com. I mean, it's the oldest one we've got. Yes. But, I mean, we watched His Girl Friday and didn't necessarily agree it was a rom-com. Yes. But this, I think we both agreed, mm-hmm. you know, it's... A road trip comedy, they're falling in love, they have to pretend to be husband and wife. There's spoofs, there's goofs. There's they hate flirtation. each other, they love each other. Yeah. So, it's so magical. Yeah, it's, you know, like a stumbling leap year. Yes. <laughs> um, how about that meet cute? How about that meet cute? Well, they met on a bus, 
which I mean goals. Falling in love on public transit. Is that your goal? I've read so many YA books that are like, oh, we're stuck in an airport. Oh, we're stuck on this mm. mass transit. And when mm. you fall in love, every time I'm on anything in, in public, I'm like, that man over there, he could be my husband. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that You have that to read you. Jennifer E. Smith's The Statistical Probability of Love at First Sight. It will change your feelings about airports forever. Okay. I'll put that on my to-do reading list. Yes. Hey, universe, I'm going to be in LaGuardia. In November, just saying. Make her in love. The only way that LaGuardia Airport could be better is a love story. Anyway. (laughs) They have to share a seat on the bus and, you know, he he teases her, she teases him. Yeah. It's fun. They look out for each other. Regular old road road trip romance. Yeah. I don't know what that was. She gets her money stolen from her. He tries to help her. She thinks he's annoying. This, that, and the other thing. Yeah. It's good. It's a good one. Does it fly in real life? I mean, I feel like a quintessential romantic comedy storyline is running away from your family to get in love with someone else. It's a mood. It happens in Chasing Liberty, which, you know, Mm -hmm. another Matthew Good movie. (laughs) Matthew Good. Is Mandy Moore in that one? Yes, she is. I do love love Mandy Moore. (gasps) Should we add that to the list? Should we change out our other Mandy Moore movie? Maybe. I love Chasing Liberty. Okay. Like my date with the president's daughter, but different. <laughs> same, same, but different. Okay. We will consult later on this. Yeah. I mean, for now, we'll talk about how feisty and good she was for 1930. Yeah. She, she was stuck a- her leg out to call a, a car to, what's the word? Hitchhike. Hitchhike. Thank you. I did the thumb, but I couldn't remember the word. And she was like plucky and cute. And she yeah. had a good personality. She wasn't, she was a damsel, but not the distressed kind. Yeah. No, she, she was doing her own thing. And yeah. She and Clark Gable, I think, had pretty good chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it makes sense that she would fall in love with this handsome, smart reporter who helps guy. her along the way. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. I'm into it. Did now, it, this is the oldest one. Age well. Did it age well? I believe you said this is pretty fucking old. It's pretty fucking old, but it was good. <laughs> it was good. And I think, considering the time in which it was created, it wasn't as terrible as it could be. I was not sh- too shook. There were, there were a couple of moments of, you know, he did kind of boss her a bit. Her dad yeah. slapped him. He hit her on the butt and carried her over his shoulder at one point. But I was never uncomfortable. No, we never looked at each other and we're like, uh. oh, did the, the old yeah, collar the pull? Collar like, pull. Yikes. Um, none of that. So that was good. I'm impressed for how, for the for the length of time that it is, that it, it aged this well. Yeah. And it wasn't explicitly racist. Yeah. Good for you guys in 1934 for not <laughs> I mean, doing that. You um, know. I do think they could remake this movie today and not have to change very much of it. And yeah. it would still it would still be a good yeah. good movie. It still works. So Definitely. I think would that's you, a good sign. Would you even have them sing the road trip song? No. There is Why would you bring that up? I forgot a, all about it. A moment on the bus. Mm. Well, I thought about it when I was what? listening to what our thoughts. What song was it? That stupid The Flying song. Trapeze oh, the song. The Flying Trapeze song. They right. did like a round robin. Even Ugh. the director, Frank Capra, got in on the action and sang. During the scene, Mia was so <laughs> pup set. It just went I on and on It was on. like two minutes, bud. Two minutes is a long time. I used to be able to swim like 20 laps in a pool in two minutes. That's not true. Okay. Eight I minutes. <laughs> I don't know numbers swimming. Um, I do want to point out that you did say that she had a very good stroke. 
when she was swimming. She was. She she looked good when she jumped off that boat. And she was also wearing clothes. It's very hard to swim when you're, like, in things that drag you down. Yeah. I should also point out this film started in Miami, a fun new location. Miami, a fun new, like, and location. Yeah, it is. Nothing's been in Miami, right? No. And they and the, the goal is she... I got confused because Will Smith was in a song, and he has that song, Welcome to Miami. But his movie was in New York, but New York. But his movie was in New York, New York, yeah. The goal is for her to eventually end up in New York, New York. Right. Can't wait for that moment. So, yeah. Yeah. It aged well. Did you fall in love while watching this film? We were charmed. I was charmed. We were shouting kiss, 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 kiss. They had a a couple of almost kiss moments, particularly one scene where they are uh, camping out in the wilderness in some hay bales. Mm. And uh, Mm, she's complaining and he, like, tucks her into the hay bale and gets really close to her. We thought they were going to kiss. They yeah, didn't. It was good. I was disappointed. Are you rethinking your life now? No. I don't think so. Okay. Are you? Could go take a bus. Actually, I would never take a bus from Miami to New York. That sounds awful. Long was, I took a bus from I'd take a train or Baltimore a to New York, and that was a long bus ride for I me I just personally. don't like being at the whims of public transport. But yet you want to fall in love with trans- well, public transportation. That's, you know, you got to take what you can get. Maybe you just need to fall in love with transportation. Mm. Maybe you really need to get in love with airplanes. You heard me talk to that travel agent today. I did <laughs> talk to that travel agent, and you were not getting in love. Already, uh, um, yeah. So Okay. Fun fresh. Not right, rethinking our lives. That's okay. You don't always have to rethink your life. No GB heaps here, folks. No GB heaps. <laughs> so we, though, didn't you maybe get like a little bit of heebie-jeebs in the very romantic moments where like he almost kissed her and uh they do this reoccurring uh sort of line where they separate they stay in a lot of hotels or motels together and they always separate the room with a clothesline and a sheet uh which they say represent the walls of jericho Mm -hmm. yeah those were cute okay i can see she's not enthusiastic so we're moving on i don't know I don't know. It's okay. It's I'll fine. Re- I'll reconsider it while we're answering the next question. Did you have a favorite quote for this film? I have a couple of favorite quotes. Hit um, me with them. My favorite one is Clark Gable when he realizes that he's in love with her in the middle of the night, splits, uh, and goes, drives from, I think they're like in Philadelphia. He drives from Philadelphia to New York to go and beg mm-hmm. his newspaper reporter boss for money for the story he's written because... Uh, he says, a guy can't propose to a girl without a cent in the world because he loves her and wants to take her away to this island he's always dreamed of going, yeah. uh, which he's I just thought was wrong. very sweet. <laughs> he's not wrong. Did you have a, a quote you liked? I mean, there was there also was the scene. So right when Clark Gable realizes he's in love with her, uh, Ellie, which is the name of Claudette's character, and his name is Peter, Peter Warren. You're uh, remembering a lot more details than <laughs> I ever okay. do. They have this scene in, in the hotel room where he's talking about, like, what type of woman he wants to be in love with. And he's like, someone that's real, alive. Mm. They just don't come that way anymore. That was a good one. What yeah. are you talking about, Peter? Real and alive. He just, you know, wants a real broad, a plucky. Yeah. Which she is. Go get her. And she actually yeah. gets out of bed and begs him to, like, stay with her and be in love with her. And yeah, he that just was, kind of ignores her. And then... He, like, is smoking his cigar or whatever, his pipe? I think he has a pipe. He's smoking his pipe in bed and then all of a sudden, like, jumps up 
and is like, Ellie. And he's like, ah, oh, she's asleep. And then he decides to go and get the money so he can propose. It's cute. A good guy. A hard worker. How about the rom-com beyonce? It was great. It was great. What did you say? Yes. The locations were good. The scenarios were wacky. It was, you know, fun. Yeah. I uh, didn't like that song. No, you didn't. But it was, they, they were very cute scenes. Like rom combians I think of, you know, there's a scene where uh, her father has hired uh, a detective agency to come find her. Right. While she's on the land. Right. And so at one point, they show up at the motel they're at, and they have to pretend that they're married and a fighting couple, we which is pretending. really cute. Um, you know, they hitchhike together. They're riding cars together. They're getting very physically close. Yes. Uh, what was the other thing, scene I was thinking of that I was like, yes, this really defines romantic comedy for me. Oh, at the end, you know, when she wakes up and sees that he's gone, she thinks that he's mm. left. So she calls her father and is going to get back together with her, you know, yeah. husband that she's married with a big grand wedding. And he thinks that she's just dropped him like a hot potato. And he shows up at... Her house to see her father to ask for um for money for the reward is what she thinks but really he's only asking for all uh, the things that she took from him so like a total of 40 dollars yeah. instead of like the hundred thousand dollar reward which you know is echoed in later films like anastasia when and space balls, and space balls. <laughs> all they want is <laughs> the money for yesterday. gas all they want is the yeah. money for a ticket back to like, oh and no he didn't Russia. take the money he was just happy yeah to have been with Which you. I think like, it started, yeah. it must have started in this film. It must have. I think a lot of these tropes were born in this film. I mean, how much older The idea of it. Would you watch this movie again? Hell yes. I've watched it before, yeah. I'll watch it again. It was fun. I would watch it again too. No Ghost of His Girl Friday there. Boom. Take that, Boom. His Girl Friday. I like black and white movies sometimes. Not you I'm though. I'm proud of you. Yep. I'm proud of you already. <sighs> Is it time for a new section of the pod? Well, do you want to talk about where are they now? Oh, yeah, sure. Dead. She says this every time. Every it was time. 1934. Yeah, There's no I way know. they're still alive. A lot of people are dead now, Mia. <laughs> That's just how the world works. No, okay. So they decide that they're going to go to an island at one point. They talk about, yeah, like whisking, whisking off. Sure. Whisking away and being on an island. Do you think they were made to that island? I think so. I mean, we find them at the very end of the film. Uh, she runs away from her wedding yeah. to be with Clark Gable and uh, we find it, we see a scene of her father um, sending a telegram to them where they're somewhere in Michigan I think yeah um, you know so the walls of Jericho can come tumbling down they can finally be together and be yes. married because hey, smush. her old marriage got annulled uh, so I feel like they're on an adventure they're yes. gonna travel the world yeah. so yeah I think they're together still I don't know if they have kids who knows who knows but you know what I do know, Samantha? What? This movie had a bunch of tropes. <gasps> yeah, Mia, do you want to? Because it's the 26th episode. Should lead should in. Should I do the show? Should I want you to? Okay. It's to 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 talk in tropes. Oh, it's Did so I cute! It? You did oh, such a good God. job. I'm so it's proud of you. It's too much. Now you have to do all the tropes. Okay, fine. The, the, oh, she's actually papers. handing it to me. Mm-hmm. All right. The very first trope is a grand gesture. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gives up all of the money for her. He gives up all the money for her. He drives to New York. He, gives he up drives his back. He just wants to be with her the whole time. Absolutely. I think it's pretty grand. Uh, opposites attract. She's just like a rich, spoiled girl, and he's like a downhearted reporter. Reporter guy. Yeah, not doing so it's well there. for himself. Uh, they've been here all along, so 
the takes the entire road trip for them to yeah. fall in love. So I think that counts for that they one. Kind of fall in love by accident. Yes, it's not intentional. Obviously, she's going back to her. It like overwhelms them husband when they yeah. both figure out that they love each other around the same time mm-hmm. at the end of the road trip. Uh, hidden agenda. He kind of ha- he has an agenda for yeah, being with he, her. He wants to get to money from an article. Right. Uh, and or, like, get a reward from this whole shit. It's not shtick. super hidden, but there is an agenda, so we're going to yeah. count that. Disposable fiancé is yes. her newly married husband. Yep. Um, whose marriage gets annulled. And a call at the, off the wedding at the wedding. Right. She's having Double an points. actual re- wedding ceremony, and her father, who has never liked her, you know, yeah. disposable fiancé, is like, like, you don't have to do this. Last chance. Yeah, she books it out of there. It was and he's great. like, I don't know what happened. Oh, so really weird. Laughing. It was kind of cute. Dad was, was cute. That was cute. Give it all up for love. Sure. We said maybe, you know, she might not have all the luxuries, you know, being with Clark Gable, but it seems like she's an only child, so she's probably going to inherit all of her dad's mega bucks. Yep. He's a big Wall Street tycoon, I believe. Sure. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. I mean, they had a fake being together a couple of times. They did. Lie to shopkeepers to say that they were together, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Leap year, once again. Yep. Stole this from them. Fall that cold, cold heart. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he's going to fall in love with a, a yeah. sassy, beautiful, She doesn't want to trust him. And then they learn to trust one another and yeah. earn their trust in return. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast style. Oh, my gosh. There's actually, at the very <laughs> beginning of the film, so they have to share this bus seat, there's a moment where she falls asleep on his shoulder. And oh, he cute. puts yeah, his jacket cute. on her, and she's like, oh, you should have pushed me off. And he was like, oh, you were kind of cute when you weren't talking. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Angels. And then you love him. You don't even know him. It's a short bus ride, It's guys. a short bus ride. It's a I short don't know. road trip. It's like trip. 72 hours, but you know what? They felt, and actually, she says it at one point. She says, I don't even know him. Yeah, Like, how does. could I be in love with him? Bitch, that's the trope. <laughs> that's the trope. That's it. That's the trope. All right. So those are all the tropes. Those are all the things. Do, you, do we have any fun, fun fresh yeah, facts? I've got some fun, fresh facts. Uh, this movie was the first Oscar Grand Slam. Grand Slam. It won Best Picture. Picture. It won Best Actress. It won Best Actor. It won, I believe, Director, director and Screenplay. I think yeah, it was the that five. feels right. Those were the five. It won everything. And believe it or not, the stars of the film did not want to do this film. And then, boom, a, a winner anyway. Uh, this movie was uh, made it cool not to wear an undershirt. Yeah. At one point, he has to, like, dramatically, or he's going to get undressed and put on his pajamas, and she, like, won't leave. And he's like, they're playing a game of chicken, You basically. You won't leave? All right, I'm going to keep going. Um, and I guess it was too hard for him to take off his undershirt and still act and, like, not mess up be everything quippy. up. Be quippy. Be quippy. So then he just didn't wear an undershirt, so... That was that yeah. was the cool thing. Yeah. Clark Gable, cool guy, no undershirt. It was also fun to learn that this movie, at the time, it was brought to us by Columbia Pictures. Mm. Um, it was kind of considered a poorhouse movie. It didn't have a lot of luck. It had to borrow actors from other film studios. Clark Gable was loaned to them um, because uh, he had just had an affair with Joan Crawford. So As it was punishment. punishment. He had to do this movie. Uh, and this movie saved Columbia from falling apart. It was it so five, successful. At least five Oscars It here. was created only four weeks. Everyone was kind of miserable. It was kind of hacked together. Uh, and yet, we're talking about it on a podcast in the year of our Lord 2019. So take that, haters, in 1934. Yeah. And should we do one last very cute fun fact about Clark Gable? Sure. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? This one at the top here. That uh, Bugs Bunny was inspired by him in this movie. There's a lot of carrot acting. Yeah, because they're not eating much on the road. He Mm -hmm. finds some carrots and munches on them. Um, And they were like, yes, Peter Warren, inspiration for Bugs Bunny. I knew you didn't mean this fun fact that Adolf Hitler and Stalin both love this movie. Because you said it was a funny, cute one. And that's not a super cute one. And actually, that wasn't even the one I wanted, the Bugs Bunny one. Oh. It was that uh, Clark Gable won Best Actor for this film. And he gave it to a small child he didn't know because the child liked it. And he said, you know, really, the joy is in earning the Oscar. And then after his death, the small child gave it back to uh, Clark Gable's family. Not a small child after that. Yes. And there is a bit of back and forth of uh, Clark Gable's Oscar where it was sold to other people. And then in the 90s, Steven Spielberg bought it and returned it to the Academy because he thought that was the only safe spot for it. He gave it right back to to Oscar himself. To Oscar himself. So that was It Happened One Night. Wow. What a film. What a fun, fresh what film. What a fun, fresh film. Ah, uh, now. Time for State of the Pod. State of the Pod. Yay. First, we're going to thank our listeners. Oh, this is what they do, State of the goodness. Pod. We appreciate it. It's so much fun when people tell us that they listen and have lengthy conversations with us about movies and, like, text me or, like, drop by the office. Clearly people only talk to you about the pod no, and not me. No, people talk to us about no, the pod. Dad talks to you about the I pod. I know, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. You know, it's, so, it's so cute, especially when, like, it's a friend who I didn't realize watched or not watched, yeah. listened to, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm touched. This is great. So thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. It's only going to get better from here. I also <laughs> want to give a shout-out to uh, – Three of our executive producers yes. on this pod, which are our friends and, and sometimes co-workers, uh, Bailey and Karen, you have stuck with us through many episodes, God bless. good and bad, and we appreciate you. So many movies. Sharing your beautiful insight. And then, of course, Michael. Michael. Mia's best the, friend. The namer of the pod. My best friend. Wow. <laughs> you know that we have a very in close personal microphone. friendship. <laughs> right in front of my microphone. Uh, uh, we appreciate no, you for your, your feedback, for sending us emails, telling yes. us the Irish translations of, mm-hmm. of words that I ask about on the pod. Giving so. us confidence we at salute the very you. early days. We appreciate going. all of you. Um, you know, obviously we can't name every name of every person who's talked to us about the pod, but it really means a lot that... You listen to a very silly, very unstructured... Unstructured? Bitch, there's so many questions. I know, there's so many questions. This is structured. This is good. Okay, hold on. A very, (laughs) perhaps what I mean is a very tangential podcast. That's what podcasts Uh, are, though. I appreciate, we both appreciate you for sticking with us. So thanks. Oh, and also... Surf's up to you listeners. Surf's up. We're both doing (laughs) surf's up. I'm finally embracing it. On the 26th episode in the year of our Lord, I embrace surf's up. Okay. I have some questions for you, Miss Samantha. Okay. Are you going to also answer them? Yes. Cool. I thought it would be fun if we did a little rundown of some things. Okay. Thing the first is, so we've watched 26 movies. Okay. Do you have a top five? And if you do, would you like me to do mine first while you're finding it? Um, <laughs> I think I know where it is. Okay. okay. All right. Do it from five to one. Five to one? Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. That way we hold people in a little bit of suspense. What's your number a little, five? A little bit of suspense. Um, let me just... My number five... Okay, go for it. ...is The Music Man. Oh, fun. Someone, it was Sally, what's up Sally, um, said to me that she didn't think that it was a rom-com because it's a musical. But I said, musical is the is not a genre, it's just a format. So I think that oh this is the gosh. best 
musical rom-com I've ever seen. Wow. The Music Man. I love it. Uh, do you want me to say my number five? Sure. We're going back and forth. Um, I gave my number five to It Happened One Night. Oh, wow. This movie. This movie we're talking about. I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get the GB heaves, perhaps, mm. in this mm-hmm. film, but I really, it has a special place in my heart. I remember watching this film with my mom when I was in mm. high school, uh, and I think it's very funny, and I think it's held up really well over the years, yeah. and so I really believe it as sort of the first romantic comedy, and I mm. liked it enough to keep it in my top five. All right. Number four, I said about time. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't really know if it's a rom-com because it makes me cry. But I just love the movie so much that I couldn't not put it in my top five. It is Movie really qualities. Good. You know, it's up yeah. there. Uh, number four. Number four. My number four I put as Desk Set. Oh. Which was an early film we watched with Katherine Hepburn. Yes. And though that librarians, one. Librarians. Librarians. I mean, uh, maybe not the most quintessential rom-com, but. I also thought it was snappy. It was fun. Snappy and fun. It was pretty, pretty good for being mm. an oldie. Yeah. Uh, and I just love the fact that computers can never replace us. Replace librarians. True. So I had that as my number four. My number three, Notting Hill, Ooh. a movie I had never seen until this pod, but I loved it. The crinkly eyes of Hugh Grant. Crinkly, crunchy eyes in love of Hugh with Grant. Julia Roberts. They did a great job. I'm so into that. Uh, my number three was The Music Man. <gasps> Which is just a beloved film of you mine. Love the music man. Uh, and after we did the pod on it and noticed all the tropes in it, I feel more validated than ever. I 100%. really do believe it is a romantic it's comedy, a and I can't wait to see it next year on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I hope you all do too. Great. Actually, no, I don't want you all to. No, I want to want to see it. <laughs> don't take those tickets from us. Number two, I have While You Were Sleeping, oh Bill Pullman, Sandra Bullock. Just the lean, the good family comedy. It was good. It was great. Peter Not Gallagher's eyebrows. Peter Gallagher's eyebrows. Oh, I miss them. Oh. We'll, we'll rewatch it okay. eventually together. What's your number My two? My number two is Notting Hill. Oh, so high up. So high up. It was your I number three, that. right? That's true. <laughs> uh, it was, it really surprised me about how much oh. I enjoyed it. I loved, yeah. I love British comedy, and this one I thought was yes. both sweet and satisfying it worked for me what they mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. and uh yeah those crinkly crunchy eyes you just can't say no to them yeah. glasses i think just that scene with them in bed where that was a good scene he has his head on the headboard and her head is on the, the backboard board. it was just i believed in it i believed in their romance it was good my number one are you ready you know what i it is. don't have any idea what this is it's when harry met sally, when harry met sally. <laughs> i just I thought about watching it the other day. I'm never going to be sick of it. I just love mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Every last bit. So. I'm so glad. I'm looking forward to the next 26 to see if anything can unseat right. it. I don't know if anything will. And. What about your number my one? My number one. Know do you know my number one? My number one is While You Were Sleeping. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it was the first film I watched after I got my appendix out. I don't know if it was because I was just so grateful to my wife at that time. <laughs> but it really shook me to my core about how swoony I felt so when I watched swoony. it. Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock together in that film, I, I just, I can't, can't get it out of my yeah. system. They're fit, like the family, uh-huh. you know, the whole con that's going on. The it makes me pocket. so uncomfortable when people are like hiding things like that, but yeah. I wasn't uncomfortable during it. that film. Yeah. I loved it. I had it as my number one until I remembered that no, technically when Harry Met Sally counts, so. I think when I was creating my list, what I kind of was focusing on were films that either when I rewatched them or watched them for a first mm-hmm. time, it really like 
hit me. Hit me yeah. as a representative of the genre. Though I have yeah. to admit that I I had a hard time. There's so many good films on this list. Uh, Down with Love was a very close mm. for number five. Yeah. Down with Love is up there for me. I did. I ranked all of mine, but we won't go through that. We'll wait until we'll the wait end. We'll wait until the end. I don't have um, time for that right now. Do you have a bottom three? Oh, I have a bottom five. Do we want to do a bottom five? I just didn't let's know if we were taking bottom, up too much time with our time. Let's do top. a bottom five. We've got time. Okay. We got Great. this. I don't know how many extra questions you have. I have a couple. Oh, God. I have some stats. Oh, I got God. really excited. Okay. Um. Okay. Do you want me to go first this yeah, time? Yeah, do your bottom. Okay. What's your, your fifth? My fifth one is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Mm. Days. I was really surprised about how kind of awful the film was upon rewatching. The sexism, the just overly terrible tropes. Yeah. It was not good. It was not not a good rewatch for me. Mr. Gall told me today that he does not care for Kate Hudson. So I was like, oof, that episode's going to be interesting for you. And I'm sorry in advance. (laughs) What's Um, your top I hate to say this, and Meryl, if you're out there listening, I'm so sorry, but It's Complicated was not not doing it for me. Okay. After, it was just long. I remember sitting in your apartment and being like, oh, no, why did I pick this one? I wish I had picked um, her other rom-com with Albert Brooks, which is called Defending Your Life. I wish I had picked that to Mm. watch instead, because that's a really cute one. How about your number four? My number four was It's Complicated. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> My number four was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, that's funny. So we just swapped them. We just them swapped them. All right. Yeah, Meryl, you Same just couldn't reason. sell it. It's just not good. What about your third least favorite? My third least favorite, and this is this is like a complicated one for me, because I didn't totally hate it, but I just couldn't accept it, which was Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, just all the way down there. She, she was so awful. Carrie the American, yeah. awful. No, no, no. She's definitely He was bad. kind of awful. That was my one after It's Complicated. You're number six. My number six. So. I just couldn't get with the program. And they yeah. killed off the friend I like. They killed off I Gareth. I know. He had an umbrella when no one else had one. I know, He bud. left the bride at her wedding day. I know, but I just didn't love it. Well, I'm explaining <laughs> no, to the I listeners know. why I did not like it. What about I'm your saying, number three? Uh, His Girl Friday. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm not even gonna. Okay. You can listen to the episode okay. if you want to know. I'm so it. curious about our bottom two right now. I'm so <laughs> What's anxious. Your bottom two. My Wait number two was up. my best friend's wedding. Okay. Uh, Mine was Splash. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What's your bottom one? Splash! Okay. I hated Splash. Mine was my best friend's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So four out of five Uh, we shared of our bottom five. Yeah. Which I think is I think it helps that we're watching them together. Because that helps shape how I feel about a movie. That's how true. How do you feel about a movie? But But I feel like we 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 feel strong to our convictions. That that's those and wow yeah. if you want to share your top five yeah. or bottom five on the pod please us tag up. us on instagram or twitter mm-hmm. we will happily respond write and us an email not going to say the email address you romcompleteme me at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> once more with feeling you romcompleteme me at gmail.com um okay now i have a question oops sorry microphone um do you have a top favorite leading man or leading lady or both um, because I think, and this is what I was thinking about, okay. I think that Bill Pullman in While You Were Sleeping might be better than Harry Burns in When Harry Met Sally. Yes. I Because that's where I was going with that. But yeah. I think I still like the movies in the opposite that's fine. order. I Yeah, I would agree. I think, once again, Bill Pullman in While You Were Sleeping is the most charming yeah. 
mm-hmm. guy we've had in mm-hmm. this entire mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Do you have a favorite leading lady? A favorite leading lady. That's a good question. Because I might have to put um, what's-her-face Rachel McAdams from About Time in the top slot. She's real cute in that movie. She is really cute in that movie. My heart swoons for her specifically. Um, I don't know if I have. Okay. I mean, I loved... I love Giselle and Enchanted. Ooh, pro-choice. Good choice. I know that it's, you know, some people agree or disagree that Enchanted's yeah. a romantic comedy. But she she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. She is. She, she has so much growth in that that's film. That's true. And I will say, that's a good segue. Thank you, Miss Samantha. Perfect. Um, that I went through our list of tropes okay. and did a little calculating. And Ooh. Enchanted came in with I the movie that had the most tropes present in the film. How many tropes? 15. How many tropes in total do we have? We have 23. So 15 of 23 is pretty good. That's really good. If you want to do that math, email me at you at gmail.com. They do not have to do that okay. math. I could do it here if we wanted nah, to know nah, that nah. information. Anyway, so 15 for Enchanted. Sabrina and the Music Man both had 14. So that's okay. a lot that's for a them lot. as well. Pillow Talk had 13 and a half. Wow. And then Down With Love had 11. And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days had 10.75, so almost 11 almost as well. Almost 11, okay. Um, I wish movies, it had exactly 10. I know, right? That would have been satisfying. That would have been good. Ugh. The movies with the least tropes, About Time, Charade, both of those make sense, yeah. His Girl Friday, and It's Complicated. Mm. Those were all around four, three and okay. a half to four. So, And then a bunch of them, the one that that comes up the most, it's about six to eight is our average. Is our average. Which is pretty decent. I think that makes sense. That's like a quarter of the list. Yeah. If you have six out of 24, it would be a quarter. Yeah. So, can't have them all. Can't have... And just because a film doesn't receive as many tropes doesn't mean we don't love it any less. That's true. And I think that I think we're going to get more of the heavy hitter trope movies at the the back end of the pod. Yeah. Just by looking at the list. I I have... That's my hypothesis. Oh, wow. So, we'll check in on my hypothesis. And also, I want to say that... You know, there are, we have learned throughout this pod, you know, we've added some tropes onto the list, and there's even more that we could have added. Yeah, big time. Uh, particularly with a movie that we're going to be talking about next week. Mm. It didn't have as many tropes, but it was such a rom-com. Such a rom-com. No spoilers, um, No spoilers. Another fun, fun f- trope fact for you. Yeah, I love you with fun trope, trope fact. fact. The most used tropes, which I'm going to call rom-com requirements now. Grand Gesture, 16 out of 23. Quirky BFFs, Grave Misunderstandings, and New York City, baby. Ten of those movies had New York City. I realized I said 23, but I meant 26 because we did 26 movies, Mm. not the 26 tropes. So 10 out of 26. Yeah. All right. And how many in Massachusetts did you Um, count? I didn't didn't calculate that because that's not on the tropes list, so sorry about that. Well, I think it should have been, but it's fine. It's fine. Least used tropes. Coy. Magic. Yep. Uh, Like serendipity fate. Doesn't really come up as much that's as I in thought. December. Or I know that's all of our all, all of our Christmas movies. Um, we're just friends. They've been here all along. Yes. Just four and a half movies. Fake dating doesn't come up as much as I really and thought it would. It's my favorite. I know. And then makeovers. Only six of the movies had makeovers, which I was surprised at. So, I feel like we don't get a lot of makeovers and we don't get a lot of montages, and those yeah. are my favorites. I know. Maybe I was thinking about like teen. Romantic comedies with those. There's always a makeover. There's always a makeover. Like, 
that one where she takes the glasses off and she's beautiful. She's all that. She's all that. <laughs> so Rachel Lee Cook, Freddie Prince Jr. Pod twenty twenty. We'll do more teen rom coms and we'll okay. boost that stat all right, right up. I'm intrigued. It'd be really fun to yeah. compare a year of this to a year of other types of romantic comedies. Yeah. Hallmark romantic comedies. We could do it. We could do this forever until we're dead. That's a long time. <laughs> I don't know There's if I can enough rom com. I don't know if I can commit to that, bud. Well, how do you feel about rom coms? How do I feel about rom-coms? Are you going to commit to at least the next six months? Yes, of course I am. Great. I'm just making sure. Wait, are you asking me in general how I feel about yeah, rom-coms like, well, halfway like, through this podcast? Are we getting sick of rom-coms? Like, where's our feelings on rom-coms? Well, I feel like we really went through a low streak for a while. We and did. I don't know if that's because we had such great rom-coms near mm-hmm. the beginning of the podcast that having a lull really shot me down mm-hmm. or whether... I just have high standards now. I don't yeah. know. I love, I fucking love Leap Year, and that's not a good movie. So. It's not. <laughs> but we liked it. So I don't know. what are you going to do? I still, I still really enjoy rom-coms. I haven't got yeah. sick of them yet. What about you? I'm not sick of them either. Are you sick of me? No. Are you sick of me? No. Okay. Just want to make sure yeah. we're on the same page. Did you, what's, what's the most surprising thing that we've learned from this podcast, do you think? <sighs> do we have any big takeaways? I mean, we both love subtitles. <laughs> we both love subtitles. We can't watch a film without subtitles. That's a good takeaway. You That's should a listen to away. a movie with subtitles. Um, I wish you... Rotten would... Tomatoes is a sham. The MPAA yes. is a sham. Yes. Those Don't were, believe in ratings. Those were surprises, although I kind of knew them already. Who knew that, like, Albert Brooks and Steve Martin and uh, <laughs> Billy Crystal All these could dorks. be, like, beautiful, handsome, men? charming men? Well, I guess I'm kind of surprised that there were very few movies on this list so far mm-hmm. where I wished I was in the heroine shoes. The heebie-jeebies. There was very few situations <laughs> where I was like, yes, like I want I want that movie to be my life. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it's because we both have great lives? We're living our best lives and now we the movies aren't showing us what we want? I won't. <laughs> agree or disagree with that one. I'm just going to let the that middle one. Of the summer. I so won't let no that one. No librarian will ever say yes to that question in the middle of the summer, especially if they work with children. <laughs> I'm just going to let that one lie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a, an interesting Yeah, there's not a lot of scenarios point. where I want to, I want that to be my life. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel like there's been very few films where I feel like I can relate to yeah. the 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 characters and I'm wondering I'm thinking about you know a lot of these films you watch when you're like in middle school or high school or yeah. in college and then either you know the characters are like kind of like about our age now like right late 20s 30s uh-huh. and I wonder if you know as a younger person I thought that these were magical wonderful like possibilities that could happen to mm. me and now that we're and more... now that I'm you know of the age and I'm yeah. realizing that romance and comedy don't always go hand in hand in real life uh that it's yeah. you know it's harder to swoon me because yeah, it's I feel that you know reality doesn't reflect in actually in these films elizabeth sent me an article today about how when harry met sally is like a rom-com for grown-ups because yeah. it's about like a long-term setup and they're friends and it's just like more not realistic because I don't know if that actually happens in real life, but they're they're grown ups, and I think a lot of these movies are more 
fantastical and like wish fulfillment movies. Yeah, for sure. Though, and now I don't have those wishes because I have a career and I have yeah friends and a life and a situation that I love. Yeah. So I'm not like, oh yes, I want to, I want to drop it all and fall yeah. in love. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think jaded. If we had watched <laughs> next week's film before now, mm-hmm. that would have changed a lot of mm-hmm. things. Yes, a lot I of agree. things. Should we We're just close this up to so it. we can go record that episode? Oh my gosh, so I'm excited. so excited. That was all the questions I had. So yeah. I just thought, you know, a little check-in. Yeah. Well, how's are it you, going? Are you happy with how the pod's going? Yeah, I am. I also think, you know, we <laughs> we talked about at the very beginning of the pod about whether it would be difficult to keep up with mm-hmm. this and sort of making it fit into our routines um, you know, sometimes it can be a bit of a finagle of okay, when do we record and when <laughs> yeah. do we watch this movie and where do we watch this movie what and the what hell do we am watch I next? Put on the Instagram, <laughs> uh, you know, that has you know it has had not ups and downs, but you know it's not always been easy, but it's never felt hard. Right, it's never it's still felt. Fun. It's never felt like a chore, it's which I think is important. Yeah. It's, it's truly been a hobby, yeah. and I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful to spend more time with you. I know. This has been great. It's been, it's been fun, and we I truly... Sh- shit to talk about that's not related to books in any way. It's I great. I truly, you know, not sick at you at all and just love love every opportunity. And also, I just want to give a shout-out to all the fun snacks that we've had while watching snacks. this Particularly, pod. thank you, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, your dried mango is just delicious. Chef's kiss. Your biscotti. We've yes. had a lot of potato cones. We've yes. had a lot of pizza. How do you measure measure a year in potato cones? For is them. rent a rom com? <laughs> no. Everyone dies in rent. Is it a rom com? I finally saw rent this year uh, oh. uh, with with my friend Lauren, who saved me at the oh, hospital. Yes. What's hey, up, Lauren? Lauren? Anyway, so that's the check in. Did Going way back. Oh, to earlier in this episode? Did it happen one night, Rob Complete You? Yes, it did. Same. Great. Good. Glad Easy. to hear it. Close the books on 26, and then we'll open We're the next We're going book. into 27. Samantha, what are we watching next week? Oh, my goodness gracious. We are watching the 2002 film, My Big Fat Great Wedding. Womp, 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 What a delight. What a charming wow. romp. It must Woo. have been at least 10 years since I have seen this film. It's and up. It's amazing. It was if good. you haven't seen it, it's about a woman who falls in love with a man who is not of Greek descent mm-hmm. and her family is very Greek. Yep. And it's all about their romance and her family accepting their romance mm-hmm. and then their wedding. And yes. it's so very great. cute. It's so great. If you haven't watched it, you go watch it. If you have watched it, watch it again. Yes. We can't wait to talk about it because it's just so good. Yes. And uh, where can they find us between right now and My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Well. And always, really. Always, really. You can find us on Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter at romcompleteme. No, you, just romcompleteme. And if you want to send us some email, then send us a line at youromcompleteme at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you, really, from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. If you've stuck with us since the beginning or if you're just starting now, we really appreciate that you take the time yeah. to listen to us every week. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're thank happy you. to do this for We're you. We're happy to do this. And we'll see you real soon. Bye. Bye.